Carefree Black Nerd is available on iTunes and SoundCloud uh, and carefreeblacknerd.com, of course. Please rate and review on iTunes, like and share on SoundCloud. Stay carefree, stay black, stay nerdy, stay geeky. Alright, welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about the importance of representation in comics and related media. I'm your host, Spring Coleman. This is the issue that covers the brand new year. Uh, hello, hello, and welcome back. It's been a couple weeks uh, since the holiday and since we've last sat down to talk. Um, figured I'd dedicate this first episode or first issue of the new year to discussing myself. <laughs> Not too narcissistic, um, considering my zero episode has been lost in the ether somewhere, uh, floating around on the internet, uh, with no volume <laughs> or no sound. So, uh, I'd like to start off with a happy new year, happy holidays. Hope everyone brought in 2017 healthy and happy and financially, if not secure, better than you were last year. Um, oh, let's see, let's see. Uh, with this being the new year, this is also the second season of Carefree Black Nerd. Um, and I'm I'm feeling much better today than I did when I first started last year. Uh, that being said, the pilot season or first season uh, was went better than I thought it would have went. Um, Twelve issues of Carefree Black Nerd six of the pool and I've I think I'm kind of coming into my own um it's been a, a little rocky rough beginning and middle but um I'll say honestly it's been an adjustment from an idea that I had to actually going forth and putting in the work and the effort to get it done those are two very kind of simple yet complex things because in um as an idea it was something i knew i wanted to do but actually going through and factoring in all the unexpected things that could happen with work with family with life in general there were days and weeks where i thought i would not make it like i really didn't think I was going to be able to finish, um, but I stuck it out, and here we are at the second season and bring you more content. Um, Carefree Black Nerd was birthed out of the desire to hear more about characters and creators and stories that feature people of color. Um, There's no secret. I talk about it a lot. I grew up a nerd. (laughs) I grew up... uh, very much a 90s kid into the comics and video games and cartoons and movies all that stuff nostalgia is made of but um within all that and me having you know a pretty decent childhood i still felt i was lacking in representation and i didn't i can't say i knew exactly 
how to put it into those words as a kid, but I knew that there was something off about what I was seeing. Of course, being a kid, I enjoyed what I saw, but be it Storm on the X-Men animated series, Bishop for a little bit here and there, and then the token characters on other shows like Skeeter, the blue-black character on Doug, um, even Roger Klotz uh, was sort of a someone to latch on to. Um, I didn't see a whole lot, or I can't remember seeing a whole lot of um, blacks, Mexicans, or Asians in the, the programs I watched. Um, so that's kind of where Carefree Black Nerd came from. That and, I don't know, just the desire to uh, have more content for my own nieces and nephews who are growing up, and they may not be into comics like I am or I was, but to be able to offer that, um, let's see, that other uh, character or story or creator that they wouldn't have known about any other way. Uh, that's very important to me. So uh, yeah, that's the story behind Carefree Black Nerd, the short version anyways. Um, let's see, the pool. The pool was my pilot season's attempt at a comic book review show and I'm very proud of the six issue arc that it went through last year um, it's currently on hiatus while I move some things around and try to get some scheduling together um, but I'm still pulling my comics every Wednesday you can check out the Instagram and sometimes rants on Twitter to see how I feel about what's on the shelves now and that's not always focused just on characters of color, although I do. It is very important to me that my pool list include comics created by, written by, illustrated by, um, that has characters of color. Uh, again, for the main reason for me starting this podcast. Um, but uh, that's not to say there aren't good stories out there, because uh, I'm definitely every week shelling out that money it's like a whole nother bill for these books um <clears throat> so the pool is on hiatus right now i'm trying to get it back well i have plans to get it back pretty pretty soon but we'll see how that shapes out um all in all i did i think the 18 issues and episodes that came out last year were pretty good and I encourage you all to go back and listen to them because this podcasting thing has been an experience um I'm doing my damnedest to be better than the issue before and much better than I don't know the season before so um Ideally, season two <laughs> will run a little bit smoothly, a little bit more smoothly than season one did. Um, yeah, so make sure you go to the social media links. Um, follow me on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, uh, Instagram and Tumblr, Carefree Black Nerd, and email at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Um, let's see, a little bit about Rain Coleman. Uh, my childhood, pretty standard uh, childhood, happy-go-lucky kid, a little socially awkward, shy at times, wouldn't shut up. 
I talk a lot <laughs> in debt. If you ask my mother, my aunts, uncles, anyone who <laughs> knew me as a child, they'll tell you that boy wouldn't shut the hell up. Um, that being said, uh, a lot of the, the conversation I had, of course, was about what I saw on TV, you know, sports and cartoons and comics. Uh, one thing that stuck out to me as I kind of search through my memory now is the first time I saw anime which was Sailor Moon which blew my mind because I grew up watching the ABC Saturday morning cartoons and then of course X-Men was more adult but when I saw the cartoon style of Sailor Moon it was unlike anything I'd seen before uh, the race was pretty irrelevant because the art style was so drastically different and then I want to say a little bit after that came Ronin Warriors, which was like, and don't chew my head off if I'm getting this wrong, technically wrong, but for me, it was the male version or the male answer to Sailor Moon. Um, and even that was like, damn, this is, this is wild. This is not like what I've seen. And so, um... It was a very drastic style, uh, very drastically different from what I was used to. So I kind of attached myself to those properties, mainly Sailor Moon. And uh, it's so funny when conversations of anime come up in on social media or just in conversation, no matter what, Sailor Moon will always be definitive for me because that's what I first I was first exposed to. Um, I am trying to get more into anime. I know last year I discovered uh, Attack on Titan. And it was uh, mentioned that I should watch it before, but I want to say I was listening to the uh, Fan Bros show, their anime podcast, and the three ladies, forgive me for not remembering their names, but they were discussing Attack on Titan uh, very briefly, but the name was very familiar from conversations I had before. So I'm like, okay, you know, this is an anime specific podcast. Let me, you know, follow them up and see what this attack on Titan is all about. And boy, Oh fucking boy, was I not ready for attack on Titan. That is a favorite of mine. Now, um, since then I've also seen, Death Note, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I did not like the ending, although it made perfect sense with the with the story. Um, then a co-worker let me know that there is actually three Death Note live-action movies already. Uh, I've yet to see them, but he's very enthusiastic about them, so I'm assuming they're good. Um, Attack on Titan... Uh, Death Note. Let me see. There's a Sinbad anime that I just saved to my my list on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but that looks pretty entertaining. Um, aside from that, Boondocks, of course, is is not my definitive anime, but it's very much in my top five. <laughs> but that's the top five coming from someone who uh, is not even that familiar with anime. Um, I was never into Dragon Ball Z, although I saw it on TV. I would watch it, but it was never that interesting to me. Um, so, yeah, this year I plan on getting more into anime. Um, 
and just seeing what's out there because there's so much content. <laughs> I'm uh, damn near went into overload just like clicking through links and Googling different things, different fan theories from Attack on Titan that sent me to so many other places. Um, I also saw Black Butler last year. Black Butler uh, is a very interesting show. The first season for me is solid start to finish. The second season was as well, but it was like an entirely different show. Still good, still entertaining, but for me, the first season was the best. Um, uh, Let's see, what else? Um, I'm kind of, as an older, wiser Rain Coleman trying to get back to the things uh, of my childhood and appreciate them now with a more adult lens. And uh, so I just love comics so much. And I'm very happy <laughs> that one, they're being produced. That two, this is something that is intrinsically tied to little me. And um, that there's so much out there and there's so much for everyone. Um I often find myself in conversations with people who are who kind of try to gloss over the value of comics or act as if it's something that's purely uh, for children or it's something that's purely juvenile or that it's not that important. When, if you look at all the comic book movies that are made and a lot of properties that you see on TV and on the big screen, they stem from comics. Uh, Judge Dredd, uh, Preacher, um, oh geez, of course the X Men properties, the Batman, Superman, the you know the A list regular things that you know about. Hell, Batman has been being made for decades, and um, so it kind of irritates me, or it kind of mm, is a little infuriating when people act as if comics aren't important um and because i know um kind of rambling here but i had a conversation with a guy on facebook about the upcoming iron fist and about him being uh white danny ran and where he you know could have been an asian and the guy went on to say well if he was originally white it's not that important and and what is it what is it to be mad about they're just staying true to continuity and this and that and it's just like Oh, yeah, but that's also a missed opportunity because, much like everyone else or most people's uh, gripe with it is, that's a missed opportunity to have an Asian male lead in a property that is very much loved by lots of people. And then with it being a Netflix series, you have so many people who aren't comic, quote unquote, comic people who enjoy the Netflix series. That's another avenue of exposure for Asian characters, for Asian children, or just people in general to see Asian men, women, whoever, in um, a leading role, in an action role, in something that's not stereotypical. And um, I just feel like the ball was dropped there. And it's, hmm, it's frustrating because Perception is key and perception is everything. And when you see certain images repeated over and over again in media and um, say the news and movies and TV shows, that kind of becomes a second truth. 
uh, all stereotypes are just that stereotypes and it's not no one exists in a vacuum it's not just this one thing that describes all people but when all you see is leading white male actors in these movies and you don't see anyone else everyone else isn't given the same humanity or opportunities to be seen as the white cisgender male uh, so that's kind of my gripe with 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 the idea that comics are just something for kids or something that's not that important when we're literally handing off these images to children and they're consuming them like I am well into my adult years and I still pick up comics but it's an extension of what I was doing as a child you know in these movies that we see they're extensions of these books that we're giving to children so yes there are adult comics and yes some comics are just you know a lot of punching and kicking and some they're deeper and some are more adult but all in all when the majority of what's seen is one particular demographic that's when there's a problem because that's translated through movies and through film as this one demographic that is most important and that's not the case um um yeah so i was collecting comics as a kid um i want to say it was probably around the late 90s maybe 99 early 2000s about 2000 2001 where i kind of fell off from collecting um went ahead and graduated went off to school and never found my way back outside of going to the movies and watching the old cartoons um, in a more general population or general consumer way. I wasn't the diehard comic collector that I was as a child. Um, in recent years, I think oh, maybe two to three years is when I jumped back into comics. And that gap Oh, you miss a little, you miss a lot. Um, I've said before on this show, Generation X is my favorite, all-time favorite uh, superhero team, comic book, period. That's my that's my X-Men. That's my New Mutants. That's my Justice League. It's the Generation X uh, book, the Generation X line of the 90s. And uh, I returned to comics to find out most of the characters were dead, the team was disbanded, and um, I don't know, it was just a slap in the face, it was it was like I lost an old friend oh man, and um, let's see, I um, I was heartbroken, still heartbroken to this day <laughs> um, but in, in the wake of the Inhumans versus X-Men that's going on right now and all the hell that I've been through in the last couple of years trying to piece together what's going on in the mutant side of Marvel Comics Universe. The golden goose, the pot at the end of the rainbow, the silver lining, all that has come together in what is now Marvel's resurrection line. 2017 promises to be a fantastic year. Um... Bringing back several, seven, I think seven titles of Mutant X books. All that excitement aside, Generation X is returning. And that, 
I know will not be exactly like the Generation X I grew up with, but to finally have a Teen Mutant book back again, um, a school that's being led by G- Jubilee, and I may be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure I read that it was the school that she was running, or I'm going to just go with that until I discover otherwise, but Jubilee, a staple of the Marvel Universe of the mutant side of things, of young mutants, be it powerful or pointless power, I'm I'm here for it. And um, I just made me so happy, and it's so strange because yes, things are just um, intellectual properties, but being that I grew up with Generation X, um, they were very important to me. The stories are they stuck with me, and. Once I found out, you know, a lot of the team had died, some have changed and become vampires, some are on other teams, it kind of hurt, but it was like, okay, this is the natural progression of life, even though people die and get resurrected all the time, or, you know, storylines change, this is just what happened in comics. So once I heard that um, Generation X was coming back, I literally had a physical reaction, it was just like that childhood excitement all over again, that sound of the uh, ice cream truck coming down the street or knowing you're getting a new toy from the toy store or, you know, you're going to uh, Cedar Point, you're going to an amusement park. It was that familiar feeling of, oh, I'm excited. This thing is happening. And it wasn't an adult excitement like a vacation time or, you know, a trip overseas or just it was very much a innocent childhood oh my god a return to form so um i'm very excited for generation x coming forward for all the x books you know because i'm grew up on the mutant side of things not avengers not iron man not spider-man outside of the animated series but the mutants are definitely my home base when it comes to comics and to find out that i'm getting my team back has been one of the most exciting feelings in the world. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, going forward though, let's see. This being my second season, um, uh, just want to improve and be better than before. I know I said it already, but that's like the main focus of this year, just to get out and mingle with people, be better on social media, be better at contacting people, be better at just reaching out and diving into this community and seeing what else is out there and what other newcomers and old heads are out producing content. Um, There's a Carefree Black Nerd, I'm trying to, I don't know, focus more on it, like do more, uh, bring more, find more characters of color, like just, uh, overall, just be better with the content that I'm putting out, and be better with production, be better with consistency, and be better, just be better overall, um, and it's coming, because I, I, I see the difference in issue 12 from issue 0, which (laughs) never came out, and, um, just learning the business side of things and getting a better handle on 
consistency and a schedule. Because, Jesus, when you're working a full-time job and you have family and you have friends and you have other responsibilities on top of trying to get a podcast out weekly or bi-weekly or bi-monthly or whatever, it can be overwhelming, but it's an overwhelming that I welcome and I appreciate because, you know, this is what I want to do. Um, I want to share my talents more. I'm an author. You know, I'm a storyteller in, in some regards, so I'd like to get the books out. I've published three different books. I'm writing seven to 20, it feels like, each day. So I just want to get that content out there as well. Um, and like I said, just meet others, be it cyber, you know, through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, whatever, or be it in person or go to conventions and go to events. Right? Um, yeah, I just want to do more. And shout out to the Just Say Words podcast with Jay. Um, I think he was the first person I followed or I at least saw and then followed on um, on SoundCloud after the, I think, second upload. And I've kind of been following him on social media and, you know, kind of interacting with him. I'm, I'm enjoying his show. Um, his yet another show with a black male who is doing it all on his own. And he's the only host. And so, you know, listening to different shows like Fan Bros who have several different hosts and like Black Girl Nerds and, excuse me, and then like Jay where it's essentially just him, it's, it's giving me a more appreciation for this line of work and for what we as people of color are producing and ah, it seems overwhelming at times for me I don't know about for other people but knowing that there are others out here doing the same um, be it a large group be it an ensemble cast a rotating cast or just one person it's very refreshing to know that I'm not alone now, the shows are different, some completely different, some kind of similar, but it's it's this sense of community from people who are doing their own thing, staying in their lane, but also inspiring just by the, the work that they're doing. Um, yeah, so I'm just... Uh, also, shout out to Two Uncool Podcasts. Those guys, <laughs> Instagram has been very... Uh, lit or fleek or as the kids say <laughs> no I really um, enjoy discovering other shows and different people and interacting on Instagram that's been kind of my home base for the last couple weeks or so and those two guys the memes the comments <laughs> those guys are uh, Jesus those are some fools uh, also the right man child podcast I'm just like I just want to do better. I just want to be better. And I'm thankful for those who have the same goal. Getting content out and being better than the day before. So, man. Um, ah, that's, that's, that'll be it. That'll be it for this. Um, let, let's keep this conversation going. If you have questions, comments, concerns, uh, you want to know more about me, like for me to speak on myself more or stick to the content of the show 
um, let me know. Email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Twitter, uh, carefreeblurred. Instagram and Tumblr, carefreeblacknerd. Um, yeah, I'm here. Let me see. Carefree Black Nerd is available on iTunes and SoundCloud uh, and carefreeblacknerd.com, of course. Please rate and review on iTunes, like and share on SoundCloud. And until next time, stay carefree, stay black, stay nerdy, stay geeky. All right.